Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nate Moore, and this is another podcast of big ideas from the business intelligence guy on using data in a medical practice. Today, I'm talking about measuring appointment duration, how long patients spend door-to-door, start-to-finish in your practice. And let me start with kind of a pet peeve that I've heard more than once from a variety of people. This whole process of duration, this patient visit or whatever, doesn't start in a waiting room. It's not a waiting room. I don't care what kind of drinks you serve. I don't care how big your TV screen is. If you've got free Wi-Fi, nobody's coming to see you to spend time in your reception area. And so, you know, it will start the conversation with it's not a waiting room, it's a reception area. But how long do they spend from when they walk in that reception area till they leave your practice? And what the objective is, is to measure that overall duration in some kind of pivot table. And you might make a couple of tweaks to your calculations as you start your pivot table. For example, in my experience, sometimes older patients will arrive for their appointments early, make sure they get their traffic, whatever. And sometimes millennials are just the opposite. They get there 15 minutes late because they don't want to wait or whatever. And so you might tweak that calculation and say, hey, I'm going to use the later of the appointment time or the arrival time. So if an older patient arrives half an hour early or an hour early for a 9 o'clock appointment, I'm going to start their duration clock at 9 o'clock and not penalize my staff or my Monday staff or my north location or whatever I'm measuring because the older patient arrived early. I'm going to start the clock at the later of the appointment time or the arrival time. And those millennials that were supposed to be there at 9 and arrived at 9.15, I'm going to start their clock at 9.15 when I measure the duration of their appointments because I don't want to, again, make the staff look like they were going faster or whatever just because the millennial showed up late and we got them in or whatever. The other thing you might look at is to see if you can get some time stamps, some time intervals written out or stamped in your practice management or your EHR system for events like when is a patient roomed or when is a patient ready to be roomed or when did a patient leave the casting area or the x-ray area or exam room one or whatever so that you have more data to examine. So if the duration of appointment, let's say, is 57 minutes door to door, how much of that 57 minutes was spent in different areas of the practice? How much was spent in this lobby or reception area? And how much was spent in an exam room or waiting here or waiting there or whatever? And the more information you can get, the more data you have, the more you can drill down and understand where you can improve. Now, you might need to change your workflow to capture this information. If checkout used to be optional or some button used to be optional in your PM, your EHR system, it may not be optional now. We may have to look. You've got to record this time and you've got to click this button to store the time. Or you may have to get IT's help to say when they do click the button that they've been clicking, I'm going to keep track of the time they click the button so I know when the patient was roomed or when this event happened or whatever. So I can look at the overall duration and the time that my patient spent in my practice. Another thing that I've done for groups is to add a filter to the pivot table to say, hey, was there casting during this appointment? Was there x-ray during this appointment? Was there something else that we know is going to take longer? So I've got a quick little yes-no flag in my pivot table to say include casting or exclude casting, and I get a sense for what does casting add to my appointment or x-ray add to my appointment or surgery scheduling or whatever else it is that may make a specific patient appointment longer. You might also track things like what kind of appointment type is this? Is this a new patient appointment? Well, I expect that to be longer, or an established patient appointment, or a preoperative or postoperative visit, or whatever kind of appointment types you have. Again, the more information I can throw in that pivot table to say what's making my appointment duration for patients shorter or longer gives me some information to go on. And then when I've got that pivot table, 
Then I'm going to say, all right, I'm going to look at this uh, data by time of day or day of the week or compare the north location to the south location or the north location last week to the north location this week and use a pivot table to analyze that information. And don't just look at days and times. You might look at the duration by provider. That's right. Why does this doctor take longer than that doctor in an overall patient visit? And it may not be because this provider spends more face-to-face -face time than that provider does. Maybe her exam rooms are on the other side of the building and they're two floors away. Or maybe his nursing support team is a little bit slower or newer or not as you know, familiar with the system. And that's why the duration is longer. It's not the provider. It's the support team. One of the groups I work with, an orthopedic group, has a four-week rotating schedule. And so what we do is we look at, hey, is duration worse on week two than week three? And week two Mondays versus week three Fridays. The more information you got, the better you can drill down and reduce duration. Let me throw one more idea at you. If you're thinking about doing a walk-in clinic, several of the orthopedic practices I work with do walk-in clinics. And their duration is key. The whole point of a walk-in clinic is to be seen quickly, right? And so the, the great question is, is that happening? And so what uh, one orthopedic practice does is they measure two things. What's the average duration at the walk-in clinic? And the second metric is what percentage of patients wait longer than 30 minutes to be seen? So again, they're, they've got time stamps or, or they're recording time as the process goes across the duration of this patient appointment. And what they're doing is they're saying, hey, we're going to stamp out a time that when they... Uh, patient goes into the room to be seen, and if it's been longer than 30 minutes, what percentage have been longer than 30 minutes? And at some stage, you know, if we're taking too long, then we're not, you know, they can get seen faster other places, and yeah, maybe less expensive, but it takes too long. Measure duration in walk-in clinics. I guess in summary, shorter duration means happier patients, it means happier providers, and it means happier clinical staff. I mean, again, the, the patients are going to be happy if their du overall duration is short. Obviously, they want to spend the time they need with the provider, but anything besides that is not a patient satisfier. And if we can limit the time spent besides the time with the provider, it's huge. Same with providers. If providers aren't backed up and they don't have angry patients who've been waiting in the, the uh, reception area for an hour and a half or for some awful time trying to be seen, we're going to have happier providers and happier, less stressed clinical staff as well. And I think the other thing you got to think about is, hey, can you save on exam rooms? Can you add more patient visits? Or can you even add more providers per day in a given office location if you can measure and manage appointment duration? Something to think about. For more big ideas to improve business intelligence in your practice, please visit moresolutionsinc.com. Thanks for joining me today.